nothing for it. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Welcome to the Cornhusker Corner with Blake. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And Brooks. Is mayonnaise an instrument? And you better bet your bottom dollar that these two brothers know how to handle business. Here's a hand up to Thunder who gives it back to Mike Stokes. He's going to throw it. He's got a man. All right, welcome to the Corn Husker Corner, where there's no place like this podcast. This podcast, as always, we are your hosts, Blake and Brooks. Brooks. All right, so two weeks, two weeks, uh, officially two weeks uh, until we will know if we're one and zero or zero and one. And you know this is the this is the podcast where we're gonna get into our predictions in a little bit. But you know, I think I texted you last week, and we're like three weeks, uh, like at this time, and it was like when the game would be over, uh, and it was kind of we're a, getting a little bit antsy. Let's just put it yeah, that way. Yeah. No, and it was like a it was a fun feeling, but also a uh, not fun feeling at the same time. Um, you know, it's getting to the point where we're about to know all the answers to the questions that we've been talking about all off season um so exciting like, but is terrifying. there life on mars <laughs> will bitcoin ever go back up <laughs> i have been wondering that i have been <laughs> my money has been wondering that too <laughs> yeah 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 i i, I kind of figured that <laughs> yeah yeah I used to be rich. I'm not anymore. <laughs> would you, do you have to? Uh, this is kind of going off of a tangent, but did you have to sell your stuff when it was going no, down? No, no. You know, it's the funny thing. Um, I did at one point, but it was like at when it was at 55k, and I was like feeling all bad, like oh, I have to sell a mm-hmm. bunch of this stuff off. But now these days, I'm like, I'm not too mad about that. <laughs> I think yeah. I'll be, think I'll be all right if if I can uh, invest at this point. But anyway, yeah, getting off anyway, topic. Off topic. But anyway, so two weeks until the Dublin debut. Um, uh, before we get into our picks, uh, I watched the Eagles preseason game last night, and Cam right. Jurgens had a day. I mean, he that was he flying did. around the field, uh, you know, knocking guys over. Uh, we were listening. We were well. We were watching the uh, Philly broadcast, so of course they're going to be talking about the Philly guys. But they were like, you know, Beef Jergy. He's really, uh, he, he's really just he's Jason Kelsey light. He, he's gonna he's gonna be there they were so high on him and for right just cause he was playing really well and uh just kind of showing uh his skill set so shout out there yeah i'm really excited to see see what happens you know um i don't wish uh any ill will towards kelsey man but we'll see i mean it's looking with his with his status right now it's looking like cam could get a real shot this year um to show what he's got um and that yeah. that uh that preseason game the other night was just a I think it's just a sneak peek. I mean, look, when I, I was watching that game, I watched the highlights. I didn't watch the whole game, let me specify. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that offense looked different with Cam out there versus with the guy that came after him. Um, not anything against that guy, but they, they just flow really well with that type of center. Um, I'm not an Eagles fan. You could probably yeah. tell me better. But they, it just looked way better and looked looked really good Any, with him out anytime there. Anytime you have a center that that's that mobile, uh, you know, right. it's going to be a good thing. and. I don't think he's going to have a shot this year. Um, if something, 
were to happen. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Jason Kelsey has the most consecutive starts without an injury. Really? In the entire NFL. Really? So you yeah. think that they're just playing it safe with him? They just keeping him healthy and getting Cam some reps, huh? Yeah, yeah. He had a little uh, issue with his elbow. They wanted to clean that up before the season started. Got he it. should be fine by the first week. But uh, got it. Yeah. Well, he was yeah. the guy that said that 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 Cam was his favorite player in the draft. I mean, that's oh, pretty yeah. high praise. He he was like incremental in getting them to draft him. Um, like he was like, I'm. I've been watching this kid. If you want me without me being here, this kid. So, right. Yeah. yeah. He said. It, he said it, he reminded him of him the most. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Really yeah. cool. But really cool. anyway, this is the prediction special. When do, do, do. you can rely on us to uh, make you some money this. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take our picks uh, seriously at all. Take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I was talking to you about this earlier, but. I am letting myself drink the Kool-Aid. Probably today is the last day. I'm going to let myself drink the Kool-Aid for this show um, because, you know, we're still in camp mode. We won the offseason. Nebraska went from 3-9 and nine at the end of the year last year all the way to the number 25-ranked team, according to Brett McMurphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, it was like, oh so gosh. there we go. We won the offseason again, man. Undefeated, undefeated. So anyway – um, prediction special, okay? Well, it's an interesting year. Uh, we've we've mm-hmm. d- done a lot of deep dives talking about pr- position groups on this team, uh, but we haven't really yet put much stock into what we think is going to happen. So I guess the way we could do it is we can go through it uh, game by game, um, give each give our thoughts, and then just give uh, you know what we think the result is going to be. And when we're all done, we'll go over what each of our record predictions are, and and we'll call okay. that that. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, guess I was could... going to ask you how you wanted to do this because we haven't talked about it at all. And uh, so you do want to give score predictions? Cause oh, no, not I mean, yet. We don't have to give. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to give score like predictions yet. Our entire podcast. Right. And I want to. <laughs> so. Right. And I and I want to I want to uh, specify that we'll give score predictions in like a, a real game prediction uh, closer to the actual game because we, we both of. know. Yeah. The week of because we both know things change. I mean, look. We have no idea how any of these teams really are going to look this year. We could get to week, whatever, week 10, I think it is, and we're playing Michigan or something like that. Michigan could have six losses and Nebraska's undefeated, and then we're favored. Yeah. And it's like, what do you yeah. predict then? You know, um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, just theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I guess we could start by Northwestern. 14 mm-hmm. days from now, kicking it off in Dublin, Ireland, um, Aviva Stadium. The place where dreams come true. (laughs) (laughs) Or nightmares are formed. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And, you know, Northwestern's a weird team because they're so hot and cold. One year they're they're three and nine. The next year they're winning the Big 12 or Big 10 East or Big 10 West. Sorry. And... um, and that's kind of the same this year. They're they're a pretty uh, intriguing team. They have a running back, Evan Hall, returning. He uh, he ran for a thousand yards last year. Um, they mm-hmm. have four returning starters on the O line, uh, which is led by the best tackle in the country. Um, yeah. And the but the, the those are the aspects of their of their offense that are good. They have average QB play and average wide receivers. But they're they have really good running backs and really good O line. So right off mm-hmm. the bat. My thoughts on that are like, man, that's going to test our front seven the very first game of the year. Very first game mm-hmm. of the year, our front seven is going to get te- uh, tested. We're going to see if Oshan and Devin Drew can stop the run right off the bat. Um, and if they can, I think we'll be all right. I really do. I think we'll, we'll this will be, quite honestly, I think we'll be just fine. 
I think it'll be mm-hmm. a comfortable game, matter of fact. But if they can establish that run against us, it will be a dogfight. This is going to be mm-hmm. a dogfight of a game. Um, the defense only returns five starters. That's the other thing. The yeah. defense only returns five starters. Now, granted, it was a horrible defense last year. Um uh, for for Northwestern, it's like uh, okay, how many of those do, don't don't but how many of those dudes you really want back? Um, mm-hmm. uh, but five returning starters there, so it'll be a lot of new faces all across the board for Northwestern. Look, I have a lot of respect for Pat Fitzgerald as a coach. Um, I have a lot of respect for the type of program that he's built up there. Northwestern is the type of team that when we were in the Big Twelve, we would make fun of. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, because we just yeah. didn't understand what the football was like up in the Big Ten, just quite honestly, to be honest. We're down in the Big 12, dominating all these Iowa, Iowa State and, and Kansas, Kansas State, all those types of teams, looking up at the Big Ten thinking it's a bad conference. But in reality, it's a low-key meat grinder of a conference because of the way mm-hmm. they play offensive line and the way those front sevens play as well. Every team, pretty much top to bottom. Yeah. Um, and Northwestern's included in that as well. They always have a solid offensive line and always have a solid front seven. So the run is going to be a big part of this game. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So the biggest question mark for me, just on the Northwestern side of the ball, um, is their defense. Second-year defensive coordinator. Right. Um, you know, they had an off year last year, and that's why, in general, they had an off team. Because Fitz's teams are very – good in the trenches on defense they're very oh, yeah. good solid defensive teams well that's why they're competitive their offense has always been kind of the same thing they're serviceable they'll make a play here and there they'll keep you you know competitive on that side but your defense is going to keep you in the game and that's why they had an off year last year so the biggest question mark is what is their defense going to look like like you said only five returning starters on a bad defense so it's a shot so in the dark. Go, it, it's a shot in the dark. It could be anything. Um, and, and it's a weird Gerald game, is too. A good coach, you know, he always has his guys prepared. Right. So. Well, it's a weird game, too, because it's right at the beginning of the year. Um, we don't really know how good Northwestern is going to be. Um, we sort of have, I guess, an idea that Nebraska has a ceiling. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll call it a decent ceiling. We don't know how how you know how much they're going to achieve that, but we also don't know anything about Northwestern really. They could be good, and so Nebraska could lose that game right off the bat, and that could be a bad momentum uh, for them. And then all of a sudden, we look look yeah. five or six weeks later, and Northwestern's a pretty good team. You know, yeah, you just I never mean, know. It, and it, like it, we could lose that game, sky's falling, and then Northwestern's the first in the West, and you know we're hoping they get beat by somebody else, and we're second. You know, that's that could that's easy. Right. to go off of if, as the season go on. So from our team's perspective, the moment, momentum of this game is the most important. You want right. to start out, you want to get the win, and you want to like carry the momentum on um, throughout the season. So that is important for us. But right. you know, it's not really the sky is falling if we lose until we understand what kind of team Northwestern is. Exactly. So we have a, a lot more games to get to. So what's your prediction? I think I know. I'm predicting a win. I'm predicting a win here. Um, I'm not going to specify score, but at this point, I'd say if all goes how it's supposed to for Nebraska, it should be a two or three score win. Um, uh, so, what, what what will you say? So, for me, new coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball for Nebraska. Lots of different pieces that they're fitting in, trying to actually play together. 
it is not going to be a runaway win for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's going to be a very close loss because I think they're, they won't have the time to gel yet. They're going to, you're, you're going to see the flashes and you're going to, it's, it's not going to be one of those losses that you go, Oh, well, we suck again. It'll be like, okay, a little bit of a learning curve here. I wish we hadn't started with a conference game. You know, I wish we had yeah. started with the North Dakota, which we had started. With Boy, does that sound going, like a lot of other years. Yeah. Go, going to Ireland too. Like if this was in Nebraska, I would probably be picking it hands down, but I'm starting off with an L um, and that's how I'm going to start my predictions. So you have us at a one and oh after one and I have us at oh and one and I hope you're right. But I'm just right. looking at it from, you know, I haven't been drinking Kool-Aid. Um, I've been excited, but not drinking Kool-Aid. So, that's well, in my mind, uh, if you're going to predict that Northwestern game as a loss, you almost have to take it in jest and predict the rest of the schedule as if we lost the Northwestern game, right? So, yeah. like that, uh, college football is a momentum game. So, do we have a hard? We'll move on. North Dakota is the next game. Do we have a hard mm-hmm. time with a school like North, North Dakota after a loss to Northwestern in your book? Because for me, I'll make it short. I think we win to North. We beat Northwestern. We have positive momentum, and we beat North Dakota. Boom, easy win. I'm just going to keep it at that. I, yeah, I have us beating uh, North Dakota um, pretty handily. I think they they tune up what they didn't get right in the first game. It's a lot of an inferior opponent talent wise. Uh, not even close. Um, they're able to run away with it and really get some momentum um, and, you know, have a, get, build a little confidence with that win. But let's move on to the next one. All right. We got Georgia Southern. Little little tidbit about Georgia Southern. Their new coach is Clay Helton, the USC yeah. coach from last year. And their starting quarterback is going to be Kyle Van Treese, which was the starting quarterback for Buffalo last for year. Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we already have played him. Um, and he did not have a bad day. No, he didn't. He's a decent, decent quarterback. Yeah. So we'll see. Georgia Southern uh, used to be an option-oriented uh, program, from what I understand, and they're trying to move a little bit more into passing-oriented stuff, from what I've seen. So we'll see what it looks like. Uh, again, I, I just have it down for a win. Schools like North Dakota and Georgia Southern. I'm not trying to demean anybody, but it's just there's such an there's such a talent gap. It's hard to overcome certain things unless you know you play perfect and the other team has a lot of mistakes. So unless yeah. Nebraska is playing horribly, I think we'll be all right. All right, so you have us two and zero going into week three. I have us one and one, three and zero. No, going into the Georgia Southern game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I have us two and zero. Yeah, two and zero going into that game. So yep. you basically said that you have us beating Georgia Southern yep. handily. Yeah, yeah, we should. Okay, I mean we just should. So we should. We should. I have this game being a little closer, kind of how the Buffalo game was last year. Mm. Um. Only because Georgia Southern does have a little bit more talent than North Dakota. Um, I think we're going to be sleeping on it with Oklahoma uh, coming around the bend. I think it's close through the first half. We pull away a little at the end, but it's a closer game than the score led on at, at the end. But I have us winning the game. So I'm at 2-1. and one, You're at 3-0. and oh, going, going into, into Oklahoma. our first, first real, real big test of the season. Okay, yeah, we got Oklahoma. There's a couple things on on Oklahoma. Obviously, they're one of the more intriguing teams in in um, the NCAA this year because you have Bob Stoops, who built a program, had a had a real identity for that program, and then he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he he gave it off to uh, an assistant who he trusted, who took over the program, and in, in uh, uh, Lincoln Riley, and he was really good over there, and yeah. really kind of kept him churning, if not improved. 
Um, but now you have a completely new guy coming in who is is a Brent Venables, who is an Oklahoma guy, who is a defensive-oriented coach. Uh, but he is a first-year head coach at the end of the day. Um, they will probably – I just want to say they will also probably undefeated, be undefeated going into this game. They have two Most sort of – yeah, they have two sort of tune-up games leading up to this this game, and they also uh, hired a um, offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy, uh, who last year his offense ranked number eighth in the country, and and they also got Dylan Gabriel as their starting quarterback. Yeah, and he's Which a really a, good quarterback, and and a big upgrade from Rattler when we played them last year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, I, I, I mean, even I would say was. Uh, Williams. Yeah, I, I Williams, would say even yeah. even even Williams. If they had played Williams against us, that that might have been been a harder game to win. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the style of play. Anyway, um, Gabriel's a really good quarterback. I just want to say one thing. Um, Oklahoma's a little bit of a different situation, but first year head coaches usually have a hard time, no matter where they are. Now, sometimes you can catch lightning in a bottle. But like for example, Kirby Smart and Georgia were eight and five in his first year there, mm-hmm. and now look at him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's just an example. I'm not saying that's going to be OU, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're sort of an eight and five, eight and four style team this year. Um, yeah, with all the all the people they had moving around in the exactly, too, and, so. and now controversy. They a new a new uh, and I want to go ahead and talk the about this. We don't have to coach. talk about it. Yeah, but the the Mike Gun not Mike Gundy, Kale Gundy, Kale Gundy Mike Gundy's yeah. brother, um, wide receiver coach for them. If they were related. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, <laughs> Mike right. went to Oklahoma State, and Kale went to Oklahoma. Anyway, uh, he's been there for twenty years. He was like, uh, who's our who's our tight? Who's like a Sean Beckton? Type guy there, Sean Beckton, been who who had been at UCF forever, right? Mm-hmm. He was that type, but for Oklahoma, and so and now he's gone. That, that's never good. Um, I don't know how it'll affect him as a team, but it it won't be positive. I mean, um, so we'll just yeah, see you, uh, how yeah. that affects them at all. Uh, I I, I want to go ahead and say this. Uh, I think we have opportunity uh, at home, and. If we have positive momentum based off of my prior predictions going into this game, I, I, I'm predicting a win. I think yeah. I think we have the ability to beat Oklahoma, and I think that this is this is the first game that Scott has the that Scott has the opportunity to start clawing back at his reputation in the media and in, and then nationally, because if they win this game, all of a sudden the, the narrative starts to shift. Right. Yeah. And that's a positive thing. So I think enough will be on the line here for a school like Nebraska that they're just going to have a juice. They're just going to have a juice. That's 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 mm-hmm. just my my thoughts. They're just going to have a juice. I think they're going to do it. Yeah. Plus, Besides, I'm going to be no, there. Yeah. We're, we're both going to be there, uh, you know, sitting next to each other, either laughing, crying, cheering, probably right. all the above. Right. But yeah. No, I'm really excited for the game. Um, and, you know. I know I have us losing the first game, but like you said, first year head coach. Uh, I do think that we got a win here. I really do um, because it's at home um, and the crowd is going to be electric. It it just is. It's Nebraska. It's Oklahoma. Um, and it's in our house. So I have us, I have us eking out a win uh, close, but I have us eking out a win uh, there as well. So, wow! So losing to Northwestern, winning to Oklahoma. Okay, we. Yep. Uh, so you're you have us at three and one. I have us at uh, four, four and zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going into now, Indiana. Indiana. Now, this game off of a bye week. 
Mm-hmm. Scott Frost is now 0-5 off of bye weeks. If that, that clip I sent you the other day of my rant about 0-4 off bye weeks, that cracked yeah. me up. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, he's 0-5 now off of bye weeks. Um, this is the type of game that we should win. You just need leadership to step up and, yeah. and to be leadership in those types of moments when you're coming off a bye week. I I predicted a win, but they could be coming off of a loss from Oklahoma into a two-week stretch, and that's the type of time where you need to be focused and and doing all the little things right. So um, I predict a win to Indiana, but and so I think Scott Frost will now be one in five off bye weeks, but all the statistics are not in the favor. And that's just mm-hmm. consistent across the board this year, by the way. I mean, that's just – we shouldn't be winning these games that we're predicting to us to win based off of the records that we've had. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. Because of everything you said, I th- that is kind of my mindset. Uh, and Indiana is a very scrappy team. Um, they're well coached. Um, and, you know, two years ago, they were – really good really good and you know i think they are taking a couple steps back but i think that they are we're going to be riding high off of that oklahoma win a little bit too much the team is going to be a little bit unfocused kind of they're going to be ranked at that point and they're going to you know kind of lose sight a little bit and i think they're that uh indiana is going to come in and they're going to uh beat us so I have us losing that game. Wow. A little cold dose of reality from Blake today. He has us at 3-2, and two, and I have us at 5-0. Uh, 5-0 at and and yep. going into Rutgers. Okay, Rutgers. They got a bit of a QB battle between uh, good old Noah Vedral and Gavin mm-hmm. Winsat. Um, they have a pretty notable uh, wide receiver transfer from uh, Syracuse named Taj Harris. He's pretty impressive. Um they have an all-American punter named Adam Korzak that can always, you know, be positive for you. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to watching to see uh, who's better, the old Boom Sheeny or uh, Adam Korzak. That'll be an interesting thing to walk, yeah. watch out in that game. It's Rutgers, man. I'm just gonna put it put it to you straight up. I don't have a whole lot of respect for them as a program. I think we win. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. So when I was initially <laughs> sitting sitting down and doing my predictions in all honesty my initial thoughts we kind of aligned exactly the same um as you've gone so far but you know i I kind of sat and thought about it for a while and when i was thinking about it like you i was like this is the game the one game a year that nebraska loses and you're like what kind of team was that and we should have never even they shouldn't have never even been in the game with us so that was what i was going to pick but I do think that we beat Rutgers and we beat them pretty handily. Um, right. I just, you know, I, their coach is good, uh, you know, and they do. They're not the Rutgers of three, four years ago. You know, they are better, but they're not on our level just talent wise. It shouldn't even be in the same building. Um, so I right. have us winning that game. And so. uh, Which is crazy to think about, right? There are levels to this game because, like, there's teams that. You could say that about Nebraska. Like you talk about Alabama or Georgia or even Ohio State, it's like, well, we're not even close to their level talent-wise. But then there's no. other teams that are like, well, we're objectively more talented than them. I mean, mm-hmm. Wisconsin pretty much is in that same category, I would say. Um, Michigan State probably too. Anyway, 
Um, so we Move both got Purdue. wins at Rutgers. Go moving yeah, on so, to Purdue. Here we go. Yeah, so I'm at four and two, and you're at six and zero. Oh, six so. and zero oh going into Purdue. So they they lost David Bell and George Karloftis, who uh, are good players. Were really good players taken in the draft. Three players from them drafted uh, yeah. uh, last year, which is a, I. I don't know if it's a record, but it hasn't happened in a long time around there. Yeah. They were a good team. They've lost a lot of pieces. I will say Scott Frost is one and three against Purdue. And um, now, now, granted, you could he's fifteen and twenty nine overall, so like he hasn't won a lot yeah. of games. But he's one and three against Purdue, and the game he is got beat at by the third string quarterback yeah. one time. So yeah, <laughs> and the game is at Purdue. So yeah. going six and zero into this game, this is my first loss. I'm predicting. I'm predicting a loss to Purdue at Purdue. All right. So you you have a month. six and one after the Purdue game. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that by this time in the season, because Purdue is pretty hyped right now. Um, you know, everybody's kind of you know looking at them. I think that they're going to be more of like uh, 2019 Nebraska, and that's how their season's going to go. Um, that on paper they should be like oh yeah this is going to go this is going to be good but i think they're going to have more of a year like that than they are going to how people are predicting so i'm going to have us winning that game um at purdue um close but i like i like how we're not lining up this is good we both have two completely different predictions basically yeah. <clears throat> yeah. okay so i, I got a six look like a complete noob and you know, yeah one not. of us one of, yeah, us one of us i mean look this is how it is every year i'm always like yeah. i mean to be fair i will say i'm been taking about your this. role this year honestly yeah true we switch i will say this year you know we've always talked about this where where we talk to dad nebraska's two years away from breaking out and being a really good team nebraska's two years away they're two years away <laughs> And this is the first year where I'm like, look, the schedule has lined up. We have a really good amount of talent. If they, if they can get all the dudes on the same page at, and within the time frame they're at being asked to, it could be really special. I really think that. It could be really special. We'll see. Anyway, so I got them, I got them six and one going into the Illinois game. Illinois. The Illinois game. Illinois. All right. Illinois. So, okay, so Brett Bielema. Illinois. Brett Bielema in his second year at head coach there. They got quarterback Tommy DeVito transfers from Syracuse. He's a solid player. Son but of Danny. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think he'd be tall enough to play if he was son of Danny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> solid player, but uh, sort of injury concerns with him. Um, uh, new offensive coordinator, coordinator Barry Lunny Jr. from UTSA. Uh, is His first year there, he had a top 35 offense last year at UTSA. Wait, 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 wait. They they hired the offensive coordinator from UTSA. Yeah. The team that kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I didn't know yep. that. That's, They're like, we funny. want you. We're like, <laughs> we want you. Yeah, they so they hired uh Barry Lunny Jr. from UTSA, had a top thirty five offense. Um and they have playmakers at, at wide receiver and running running back, notably mm-hmm. Isaiah Williams and Chase Brown. Chase Brown running back, Isaiah Williams at wide receiver. And they have a really good tight end too. I can't remember his name, but so they got some weapons on that offensive side. Their defense is a little bit more of a question mark, but um I, I'm just gonna cut it short here. I'm predicting a win. I, I, I think that we'll we'll get this one done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean me too. I, I I'm going through this year. No, we'll we'll talk about that point later because I just realized I'd give away the rest of my picks. But right. I, I'm uh, I'm predicting a win as well. Um, and 
I don't think it's going to be close. Um, it's in Nebraska, and uh, just that talent gap. I, I know that they have some guys, but uh, I just I think that we're a little bit more talented um, on both sides of the ball, and we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna run it over, over them. Uh, so I'm at six and two. You're at seven and one. Going yep. into Minnesota. Minnesota game. Okay, so the game is at home, which has been a big thing. It's It's been, yeah, I mean, like, we have more success at home versus these teams than we do on, on the road. We just do. Um, but the game's at home. It, it's the time of the season where Minnesota could be good this year. The Big Ten West could be on the line in this game. Um, each team could be playing for their future. Uh, the, the Minnesota somehow convinced Mo Ibrahim to come back, although he's coming off of an injury. He's a great back, though, Week so we'll see what injury, he looks. So he's yeah. probably fine. Yeah, he's probably all right, but we'll see what he looks like. I mean, running back, the injuries can sometimes rear their ugly head like that. They also have Kirk Soraka, um, who uh, used to be their offensive coordinator. Um, he, he was an analyst somewhere, I believe, and then they rehired him as, uh, as an offensive coordinator. He was really good. Their offense was great when he was their offensive coordinator. And I actually remember when we were looking for an offensive coordinator, his name uh, came up. Uh, for mm-hmm. us, actually, um, yeah. so we'll see what that looks like with them. And they, uh, I remember hearing um, uh, "Row the Boat" talk, and uh, he was talking about uh, uh, much improved that 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 the O line this year he believes is maybe the best that's been there since he's been there. Um, a lot of athletes on that O line, and he says their secondary is really impressive, very impressive. So my thoughts on that on that is like, man, if they got a really good O line establishing that run against us, and we can't pass against them to be able to run off the pass, that's gonna be a tough game. Uh, I, mm-hmm. So I have it down down for a loss, our second loss of the year oh, against Minnesota. Down for a loss. All right. Yeah. I have, wait, you were talking there for a bit. I thought you were so seven and two. Two, right? Yep. Yeah, seven and two. So Minnesota is one of those teams, and uh, you know I I have us losing as well. You know, the, as much as you hate him, PJ Fleck is a good coach, and uh, I don't see them having a down year um, with all the talent they have. They have uh, Tanner Morgan coming back for his like. 12th year <laughs> or something <laughs> love like, him or hate him man he's efficient he's not a bad qb he's really no, not not at all um i i have i have them eking out a win uh over us um and then so i have us at six and three at this point you have us at uh seven and two so let's so go each of us to, let's let's make a pause for real quick. each of us yeah. have us making a bowl game before our tough toughest stretch of the season arguably Michigan Wisconsin Iowa those last three games that's the that's thing. that's positive that's, that's positive the thing. that's the thing and uh you know we could easily have the same because that Northwestern game again is just such a toss yeah. up mm-hmm. and what it's gonna look like you know yeah. Um, we'll but see. Going into Michigan now. Michigan. At, Here we go. In, at Michigan. So at the most overhyped stadium in all of college football, the Big House. The Big House. There you go. Yeah, there you go, Michigan fans. I'm throwing you a little shade. I called you the most overhyped home crowd in college football. So overhyped. Unless Ohio State's coming to town and you're somehow winning, all your people in your crowd are sitting there drinking their fancy coffees and <laughs> posting their pictures to so social media and you know doing all the stuff that people do up in ann arbor michigan Think uh, about how, <laughs> thinking about how to put together cars 
Right. And making TikToks, making TikToks in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah making okay, TikToks. So, They're just that type of crowd. So anyway, yeah. I'm not intimidated by their stadium, even though it's away. I'm just going to say I'm not intimidated by them. And I don't think our players will be either because, look, uh, what's this? Uh, will Compton said this one time, and it, it rang so true because – He's 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 got the Bussin' with the Boys podcast and uh, he's with Taylor Luan and Taylor Luan mm-hmm. went to Michigan right so they uh, they talk about Michigan Nebraska a lot and Taylor tried to compare Michigan and Nebraska's uh, fans and <laughs> and uh, and Will Will Compton basically said what I said about Michigan's fans <laughs> like like they're the wear a turtleneck and take a selfie type in the crowd um, where where he goes whereas Nebraska it's in your blood. It's in your blood. There's no choice. <laughs> like you're there because you. It's in your blood. It was just like a cool speech. Yeah. Anyway, that's the difference to me between Nebraska and Michigan. They return. Here's some things on on Michigan. They return nine starters on offense. Okay, and they return and, and they got the number one transfer center in the portal. Um, they lost their offensive coordinator though, which to me is a bit of a like what's going on. You had an established high-level offense at the top five of college football, and you're going to go to a, a rebuild at Miami. He went, went I mean, to the college football playoff. Like, right, and he left for Miami. He it went to go to an unsure thing. To me, it's like, what does that say? Interesting. Defense is probably the biggest question on their team. They have a new coordinator, and they only have four starters returning. Um, and the last time they had this little returning production, they gave up 35 points per game mm-hmm. uh, that year. So with all that in mind – I predict a win for Nebraska, and I'll say this: I'll say this now. I predict a win, and I I think it will be more than a score. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, if that's <laughs> if that's how you want to live your life, all right. Yes, sir. That is. Um, Come at me, Michigan so fans. For, Y'all are fake. <laughs> so for me, so Harbaugh has get, gotten a lot of flack over the course of his coaching career there which looking from a nebraska fan standpoint we would have killed to have the past couple of years um even though that you know haven't been competitive on the national stage until last year still like i would kill to have it i think they finally figured it out last year and i think they're going to have i don't think they're going to have as good of a team because you lost some great guys on the defensive side of the ball. And I just I I don't see them taking that far step of a back back of a step as you said they have in the past. Uh so I'm going to have us at a loss um because it's away. Our Scott Frost teams have not really played well away. They're going to have to prove to me that they can um even if it isn't the crowd that you it's hyped up to be. It's still away and I have us losing. So fair. I mean, go. fair points. Um, look, all my points were complete homer points, except for their defense, <laughs> which is a true question. I mean, no, it is. It is. You're um, right. Their You're offense right. should be great. I'm going to be honest, regardless of who starts for quarterback, their offense should be great. Blake Corum's awesome. Their offensive line's great. They have weapons uh, at, yeah. at every place, uh, whether it's JJ McCarthy or whether it's Cade McNamara, it shouldn't really matter. Their offense should be yeah. clicking just fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have a so, eight and two now, and you have a seven you, you and three, a, uh, six and four, S- six and four. Sorry. 
Yeah, six and four. Six uh, and four. Sorry, okay. math's, math's hard. I was looking yes. at the numbers because like, I haven't written down here. I'm like, that doesn't look like they add up, but they do. Uh, so man. now, so I have us eight and two going in the Wisconsin game. You have a six and four going in the Wisconsin game. So, so yeah. the Wisconsin game, it's Oof. in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Graham Mertz. <laughs> so they'll have no pass game. <laughs> but you never That's all know. I got to say. You, so they'll have so, no pass game. <laughs> but you never know, okay? If you remember, before last season, he was like, he was on fire. He had a great first year. You know, he, he was he was the next big thing. Do you remember that? He could no, it was out. like the first couple games of the first year. It wasn't even his whole first year. He didn't even finish strong. Yeah. He I like came out right. of the gate strong. That's what it was. I forget what game it was, but there was one game where he had like three or four touchdown passes and everyone was like, oh my God, Ohio, or, uh, Wisconsin has a QB again. And then he's <laughs> been there for like 10 years and it's been, yeah, it's been average to mediocre yeah. QB play. Um, I will say though, they're returning a running back core, which is top three in the country. Dudes are dudes. Um, and they yeah. have a top five off- offensive line returning. Um, now, Wisconsin D, their D, they have an incredible front seven, as they always do. But they are not <laughs> big really. Boys. Right. But they're not really built to defend the pass. So if we are clicking in that regard in that game, I really see us having a big opportunity to finally get that coveted win against Wisconsin that we've been waiting for for so long i think it could happen this year and i think it will happen this year so i'm gonna go ahead and say it i'm predicting the win for us to beat wisconsin i got us at nine and two baby let's go you said uh the pass game if we have the pass game clicking if we don't have the pass game clicking under a whipple offense something has gone terribly terribly wrong and we're not we're not eight and two so just gonna throw that out there um well now nine Nine and two, yeah. Nine and two. So I, two, it's in Lincoln. Wisconsin's had our number, but it's always been close. No matter how bad our teams have been the past couple years, it's been close. When's the last time they actually kicked the crap out of us? 2014, I think. Yeah. It was it was one. There was one time that was like a two or three score game with Frost. I think it was like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. It was like forty two to twenty four. Yeah, but if I remember right, those scores came fast. Yeah, and and it wasn't like the twenty fourteen game where where uh, Melvin Gordon ran for like a thousand yards against us. It wasn't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I watched that game when I was rewatching. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. But anyways, it was. I, I do have us beating Wisconsin this year. And uh, it's going to be one of those things that is really going to carry uh, the Husker fans. Even though I have us at 7-4, and four, it's going to carry them because, hey, we're beating some of the teams that we want to beat and some of the teams that we're supposed to beat. So I have us at 7-4 and four, uh, going into the last game of the season. Uh, to the, the dirt bird, the dirt Iowa birds, State Hawkeyes. So <laughs> Iowa State Hawkeyes. Yeah, we'll call yeah. them that just to piss them off. Yeah, the, well, <laughs> I did that. On purpose. No, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes. And um, here's all I have on them. Let's be honest, we are better than Iowa. Win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. 
at some point, how, how many years have they beaten us like consecutively? Is it like six? Six, six since yeah. 2014, man. Yeah, six. So six consecutive times. I, can, I still don't understand how we lost the game last year. We were kicking the crap out of them. And then the blocked punt retired. I, I just, okay. Anyway, I too have us beating uh have us beating Iowa this year for a total of our uh season of 8 and 4 and you have us going 10 and 2. I do. I so, do. So overall uh, season outlook yeah. 10 and 2 8 and 4. 10 and 2, maybe we get to the conference championship game depending on how things shake out, but most likely mm-hmm. two West Division losses probably keep us out. We'll see how that works out. However, at 10 and 2, we have good prospects for momentum and a great bowl game. So, that's kind of what I put. Yeah. Um, that would be a great at, year. That'd be an insane year if what I say is happening is going to happen. Yeah. And at 8 and 4, um, the games that we ended up winning uh, kind of how I mentioned before, uh, we're beating some of the teams that have been forms on our side for the past right. couple of years. Right. And that is enough to carry over momentum in recruiting, kind of satiate the fans because honestly, eight and four fans would be happy with that at this point. So Scott and the new coaching staff get another year under their belt. And I think next year after this season, uh, eight and four, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, I know. Sorry, I know. Sorry. I know. I know. I know. I know what you're laughing at, but but I think getting another year with the offense, especially under its belt with the, with those coaches that they have there, then it's really gonna go up to the next level. But eight and four by no means is a bad season. Um, no, that'd be a great season. Yeah. Look, either of our predictions would be an insanely good year coming off the backs of the three and nine year. Re- realistically, I mean, Vegas has us at seven and a half, and there we go. Both of us are over that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm way over it. You're game over it, which is much more realistic. But um, I, I do think that's interesting. So there are our predictions for the year. We'll we'll look back at them and see how right they are. Like I said, we could get to the Oklahoma game, and all of a sudden, I'm predicting us to get killed. So we'll see. We'll see how it works yeah, out. Yeah, we, we could um, be. Uh, we couldn't win a game until Oklahoma, and then we're like, okay, well, Scott Frost right. is fired at that point. Right. So. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Mickey Joseph is an interim head coach. And <laughs> exactly. So we did our predictions. Uh, I have a couple of interesting little tidbits before we go. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, so we talk about Adrian and we talk about, we've been talking about him for years, you know, about, you know, how talented he is and how he would keep us in games and then lose games for us and how it was this mm-hmm. weird love hate relationship. Let me ask you this question. All right. If Adrian Martinez was our quarterback in 2009, do we win the national championship? Absolutely. <laughs> we absolutely I agree. Do. I agree. Because we didn't even have really a quarterback at all. No, we didn't. Um, we had somebody to snap the ball to. And we had um, a decent we had a decent backfield actually. We had Roy Hillu. Yeah, no, and we had some good receivers as well. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it was that was literally quarterback play. Yeah, uh, through man. And through. I mean, we would have won the national. We would have won the national championship that year. If one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Time and place, man. This dude comes along ten years later, and he's a good quarterback, but he just loses every game. If he would have been here ten years earlier, man, you're talking about a national championship one and two. It's just funny to think about. That's one thing I was thinking about, which was hilarious. Um, Oh, Big Ten tour stuff, real quick. 
yeah. Jerry Donardo. <laughs> Jerry Donardo stopped at Nebraska first, then he went mm-hmm. to Northwestern, Illinois, Indiana, and Rutgers, and then Maryland. Jerry Donardo yeah. after Maryland. This is the most talented team so far. Recruiting classes matter. Sixth in the Big Ten in 2020, fourth in the Big Ten in 2021. So he and and he specified, by the way, he said, I think they have the best offensive linebackers or, or offensive. They have the best outside linebackers that I've seen so far. And I think they have the best quarterback play that I've seen so far. He's talking about Maryland. Um, yeah. Well, so he, it's like, you know, yeah. He, from that standpoint, he's talking about quarterback play because they have a guy with the last name of Tagovailoa, or you know. Um, so they're always high on that, and he's not bad. Um, he's not as good as his brother, but the linebacker one is the one that I take exception to because I don't know anything about the other teams, but I know Nebraska's linebackers. And if you're just looking at them, just from a like, just yeah, looking, you don't even have to look at their stats. Just look at the guys. I mean, we have a freshman uh, in Hausman. That dude looks like a yeah. Did you see that picture I sent you? Yeah, I mean he looks like a he <laughs> oh looks like God. a he already looks like an NFL guy. Like, yeah, he's huge. But he's, he's when huge. he look zoom in just on his face, bro. He's got a little baby face. It's hilarious. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. If you ju- if you just look at just his face, it's like oh he's he's a kid. <laughs> it's wild. Anyway, Sipple. This was something Sipple said by the way, Steve Sipple, and it was off of uh, one of his radio shows early break. Um, he, they were talking about this. He he basically said what you said. He said I take exception to the outside linebackers comment. And he and but he goes, you also got to keep in mind Jerry Donato was here watching our quarterbacks and our running backs. That's what he came here and that's what he was watching at Nebraska that day. And then he went to Maryland and was watching their front seven. That's what he was watching at Maryland. Um, so maybe take it with a grain of salt. I don't know. It was just something and that was thrown out there. It's like, maybe guys, is it red alert if you're a Husker fan? <laughs> no, no, no. And I think I told you this when you, you sent me that text. I was, Most of those guys on the Big Ten Network, they're not very good analysts. And they're also, when they're doing these campus stops, they're trying to hype up the fan bases so they can get the ratings when like, the season comes around, they're. They, I don't think they have anything bad to say. Like, and everyone knows how years. great Maryland's fan base is. Oh yeah, I know. But <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I was watching them at Rutgers, and they were hyping up Rutgers, and I was just like, "What? What?" And that was the moment I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're just in like, they're trying to just hype up these teams." That's also, didn't Scott second year he he was like ranting and raving about our camp and like how oh, good yeah. we were and yeah. like and then, <laughs> and then four yeah. weeks later we're getting our asses whooped by Ohio State. Um, so yeah. okay, that that was that was the Jerry Donardo thing. Oh, I also wanted to say we talked about Scott's comments at Media Day, fun collaboration, all that yada yada yada. He walked him back. He walked back his comments, which I found interesting. Um, he said, it's Whipple's offense, it's in his control. And he even said, trying to get overly involved every day probably was not the right strategy. That was a couple days ago after, you know, two weeks of camp. So I'm thinking that maybe they had a setup going into camp where Scott was, you know, had a role and then it wasn't working out. Maybe, well, maybe that's just conjecture, but we'll see. Well, you see, I didn't read his comments like other people did at the media day. Because if you're going for... You can look at it from a couple different ways. 
I kind of looked at it the same way that he just kind of reaff- he gave a little bit more specifics into how it's going to work, and he was very general at the media day. So Look, they ran the option the other day. You, we, the, you yeah. see the video of, of Casey running the option. I mean, yeah. so it was it's like, one, okay, there you go. Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah, and it's and it's one of the things that like, um, you know, stuff that's been working with these people in the Big Ten. Whipple hasn't been coaching in the Big Ten. He's going to take the right. things that works, whip, like whip it into shape. Um, <laughs> but you know, no yeah. joke. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, but it was, I, I, I wasn't agree. trying to do it on purpose. Uh, no, it was just something you're I was right. saying. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I get it. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's a uh, the off like we like we talked about. The option out of those spread formation stuff is an interesting wrinkle, and it worked. So mm-hmm. why why would they go away from it? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got today, man. We did our predictions, got a couple tidbits yeah. in there, and yeah. fun podcast. Have, yeah, we only have one more week. Uh, we'll probably talk about more training camp stuff, team related stuff. News yeah, and then we'll do a quick prediction of Northwestern and, then, and, then and we'll all do, that stuff. The, not next week, but the week after. Then we're right. going to do our real prediction. Right. Talk about the game in depth, and uh, and then that, that I mean that's game week, uh, yep. and then we're and gonna then go into two can, a week. Yeah, so yeah, then you can expect two a week. We'll do a a game breakdown of what we just saw every week, and then we'll do a prediction later on in the week that same week. So yeah, so exciting. Be looking times. out for it. Yeah, exciting times. Season's about to start. Yes, sir. I hope your prediction is a lot more right than mine. I'm so do say I. It. Dad predicted um, that but, they were gonna be eleven and one. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, say 11 and 1. I was like, did you even look at the schedule and do like a game by game breakdown? Like, no, 11 and 1. That's what we're going to be. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, all right, 11 right 1. Yeah. I hope that's right too. Um, I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, just last thing, uh, my prediction is kind of the odd man out. A lot of Husker fans are predicting a lot more of what you're talking about because of the Kool Aid talk. So I've seen a lot of 6 and 6 and 7 and 5, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen a from lot of six of, and six. Okay, from, we we I watch some different guys than you. Um, I only watch a couple of them, and they're all predicting only two losses. Uh, so, really, anyway, who do you watch? Uh, college football with called, Sam. Uh, college football with Sam. Uh, yeah. on three and right. uh, corn crazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, yeah. corn crazed is less high on them than the other guys. College football with Sam is super high on them. Um, mm-hmm. But all the guy of all the guys that I watch, uh, I don't I don't just look at. For instance, I I, uh, I watch this one every Tuesday that's like a live stream of that guy you saw me talking to last night, Mark Rogers, voice of college yeah. football. Um, and he he has different channels for each team. Um, and so he has an overall channel, and then he has like a Miami channel and a USC channel. And then he's got a Nebraska channel. So they do a stream with Greg Peterson uh, yeah. every week, and they just kind of take super chats and questions and stuff. And so I don't, I'm not only looking at – what people who are on YouTube are saying. I'm looking at like what people, Nebraska fans in chat rooms are saying. And okay. so I'm taking yeah, it, no. I'm taking yeah, it as yeah, an yeah. overall, like what does, what is the, what does the average Nebraska fan feel? And it seems like Vegas is pretty much spot on seven and five, six. Some people predicting six and six, yeah, others yeah. eight and four, eight, eight and four tends to be the, the, if you're a glass half full person, that's what, if you're oh, snorting on Husker Max. Right. If you're snorting Kool-Aid like I am, then 10 and 2 is what's... Ah, thanks for using my little... Uh, <laughs> thanks for using my joke from the other night. I, 
I appreciate that. What? what, what I said. What I said you're not just drinking the Kool Aid. You're snorting it. Oh yeah. Well, it was a pretty <laughs> generic joke. So uh, sorry. <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate. You can call it. me Carlos Mencia. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was a good pull. Anyway, that's yeah. going to be it for us today on the Corn Husker Corner. Always remember that there's no place like this podcast. This podcast. 